going guys Dave here with a special post-game reaction episode of the hockey nerd news the Flyers today dropping a five to four game in overtime against the rival Pittsburgh Penguins a game that you can flat out say was pretty even and back and forth until the third period where the Flyers once they got down again, straight up outplayed the Penguins. Um, at one point in the game, they were out shooting the Penguins 42-27. to uh, A game, honestly, they deserved, if you ask me, to win, but the hockey gods don't pay attention to that. Um, I'm personally going to pin this game on them losing is undisciplined play early. The Flyers came out and got the game's first goal. They had the game's first lead twice. They straight up went on a... They, they came out playing the way they needed to play to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Because if they had won this game in regulation, would have been, they would have passed the Blue Jackets. It would have been tied for second in the division. Instead, they don't. They let the, pen, they let the Penguins power play, which is the best in the league, get hot and get comfortable. And the Flyers' PK is just not, their penalty kill is just not good enough to defend the power play of the Penguins. The Penguins' power play just has, it has too many weapons. Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Hornquist, Phil the Thrill Kessel. You know, I can keep on going. Even Justin Schultz, Connor Sheary, Gensel. The Flyers just, their penalty kill cannot compete. Something needs to be done with this Flyers penalty kill. I do not like the way Ian Lapierre coaches it. I think in the offseason, they need to do something and address that. But that's another issue entirely. Uh, so we'll get into it. Um, I made a note that the Flyers needed to test Matt Murray because he was shaky. Prior to coming in this game from his concussion, he was 0-2 in his first two games and didn't play well. Well, Matt Murray certainly played well today. Um... Lions started a net for this game, and he needed to keep up that strong play because Mrazic has been shaky and kind of can't be relied on as of now. Uh, but then, you know, the Fly like I said, the Flyers scored first. Sanheim with a great shot over Matt Murray, high shelf on his high, um, high glove side. You know, Matt Murray did look shaky to start this game. You know, Sanheim went top glove, and then right after that, a little bit... A little bit after, Connor Sheary made a flip, a flip play to um, Derek Broussard, and his speed just burned Ghost and Provrox. They didn't expect it. Ghost caught up to him, but then Broussard got that extra step and ripped the shot past Lyon. The game was in tight at one at that point. And then Brandon Manning. Yes, Brandon Manning, who if you ask me, should not be in the lineup over Robert Haig, but he is. Thank you. Dave Haxtell. I hope everyone notes the sarcasm there. Manning scored the goal to give the Flyers a 2-1 lead, and it was actually a good shot. You know, um, something I'm very surprised to hear myself say, I'm giving Brennan Manning props, but again, he went low glove side, and the Flyers seemed to be targeting Matt Murray early on the glove side, and he let in some two-week goals from that side. And like I made a note, he was not Matt Murray was not good early for the Pens. Their defense coverage in their zone was not good. But as a general, the defense coverage 
for both teams in this game was not good when you have a nine-goal game. Um, again, I made a note. And then right after it became 2-1, that's when the undisciplined play started to come in for the Flyers. Um, and I made a note of it saying that the, they couldn't allow to get the Penguins' power play momentum and get comfortable. The Flyers killed off the first power play for the Pennsylvania, and then right after they killed it off, Jake Voracek, I love Jakob. He took a very bad, selfish, undisciplined penalty. Cro a cross-checking, reactionary play, you know, that he just should not have taken. Voracek has a way to respond to players with his skill. He doesn't need to make a stupid cross-checking play that you know the refs are going to call if they see it. It was blatant. It was stupid. And the Penguins scored on that power play early in the second period. Normally, when teams see those stupid penalties taken against them, the team who's in on the power play wants to score that goal to take the lead to stick it to the other team. And that's what the Penguins did. And then, so early in the second, this game's tied at two. And then almost right after tying the game, depends on the momentum, on a again, on a delayed call on Jordan Wheel, Malkin scores to make it 3-2. And then as a, as a momentum shift, Hack decides to pull Lyon and put in Mrazek. This game early was not Lyon's fault. You cannot fault the Lion King, as the Flyers are calling him, in net. He was standing on his head and was thrown to the wolves. Something you can't pin on Lyon. And Mrazek... The most part was strong in that he made a couple good saves after coming in. Looks like he settled everything down. The Flyers seemed to wake up. The game goes on, and then Pierre Maguire of NBC Sports is interviewing Hackstall on the bench. And Maguire asks Hack, you know, why did you pull Alex Lyon? And Hack says that it was both a 50-50, a mix of a wake-up call to wake up his team, and that he wasn't happy with Lyon's play. Now, here's what I don't get. How can you be unhappy with Alex Lyon's play when he's been standing on his head for the first, you know, it was like 23 minutes of the game? You can't be unhappy at the kid in net. Where you need to be unhappy at is the players in front of them who let their goaltender down. But Hack decided to pull Lyon. You know, you could tell Lyon was not happy with being pulled. Mrazek came in and played okay. And then after that, you know, the Flyers didn't work. It worked. The momentum change did work. Wheel scored a huge power play goal to tie it up at three, at three. Ghost made an excellent play to get it in the zone. He did a fake look behind him and then a fake drop pass. He got the puck to Simmons, who shot the puck at the net. Then Wheel finished the playoff by putting it in. As also today was the first career three-point game for Jordan Wheel with one goal and two assists because he assisted on both Manning and Sandheim's goals in the first. And then after, you know, after I criticized Hack, you know, obviously, you know, like I said, the wake-up call seemed to work and the Flyers were dominant and Mrazek was playing well. The game ended tied 3-3 after the second. And I said the Flyers needed to keep up this dominant play to win this game. But then what happens? Sidney Crosby happens. He comes out early in the third. The Pens lead 4-3. to three. 
And then the Flyers, they turn on the juice, and then Matt Murray just stood on his head for the rest of the period. Um, and it's, I got worried for a little bit that I thought the Flyers were going to lose in regulation. And, um, you know, because Matt Murray was really making some whiteout saves, was playing extremely well for the Penguins. You know, I made a note of it. Like I said, they were out shooting the Penguins with about 42 to 27 with about eight minutes to go in the third. And then finally, after dominant more back and forth play, Sean Couturier tied the game up with with uh, 42.6 seconds to go in the third with his 31st goal of the year with uh, G and Ghost assisting. You know, that was a huge goal. I, I let out a very loud cheer that, you know, woke up my dog from sleeping. But, you know, and the overtime, the Penguins, just it seems like the Flyers, you know, you have that long change in overtime. And the Flyers got hemmed in, and the Pens just sent out, you know, I think on the ice at one point it was Schultz with Kessel and Crosby or some other combination, you know. The, Flyer, the Flyers don't have, per se, the lineup to match the Pens in three-on-three overtime. And the Pens showed that they are a better team in this overtime. They kept the Flyers hemmed in, and it was Crosby who scored his 27th of the year, game-winning his second of the game in overtime. And it was a game that, you know, honestly, the Flyers both did deserve to win because they outplayed the Penguins, but then didn't deserve to win because of their undisciplined play and, again, their inconsistency. It's something, it's an issue that's been all year. You know, you have a great game. Not great, but it wasn't pretty. But you got the job done against the New York Rangers Thursday night. It was a good win. Alex Lyon played well. And you got the two points. You got yourself a little cushion there. You got... Back in the first wild card slot. And then you have a game like today where it just doesn't seem to go your way. Again, good play, bad play, good play, bad play. They get the point. They're now tied in points with Columbus for the for the third spot in the division. But Columbus has the tiebreaker because they just have more wins in regulation than the Flyers do. So the Flyers are still holding that first wild card slot. With 89 points, you know, it's a big game. They have two big games Tuesday and Wednesday night at Dallas, at Colorado. Now, you can't really lose games in regulation at this point. And it's just, it's frustrating because you finally played the Penguins well enough to win and you still lose. So it shows kind of how this team at times isn't ready to be in the spot they're in, but then they still are. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be shaky. I liked a lot of good things about this game, and I didn't like a lot of good things. I questioned the deployment again of Dave Haxtall. Didn't take a timeout. Opted for the goalie switch. I still think after after having the best lineup that you could last weekend, you ruin everything, and you scratch Robert Haig for two games. Now, Brandon Manning did not have a good game at all against the Rangers. 
And besides scoring the goal today, he didn't really do much of anything else. It didn't play great. So you need Robert Haig back in that lineup as soon as possible. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't get what Haxel sees in Brandon Manning because Robert Haig, again, is a, is a superior player. So we'll just see how it goes. You know, I'm trying to be optimistic. You know, like, don't, don't get me wrong. The loser point they gained today by losing in overtime was a huge point because any regulation loss at this point in the year is not good because the standings are so close. Washington's got 95 points. They're in, they're in first in the division. Pittsburgh now has 92. Columbus with 89 and third. You have us with eight, the Flyers with 89 in the first wild card. Devils are only three points back. And they're playing well. And then you have the Florida Panthers, who have 83 points. And they only have 73 games played, so those games in hand are going to play a huge factor. So it's going to be a point where the Flyers need to win or at least gain a point in every game the rest of the year. Like I said, they need to get to 96 points. That's where they need to get to to make the playoffs. They're close. You know, there's they are at 89 right now. They're seven points away. They need to get there. So I'm just you know I'm I'm gonna go ahead here and take a look at the uh, the schedule remaining for the Flyers again. You know it's 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 imperative that they get these points. I'm I keep on saying this over and over again, but it is imperative that they beat the Dallas Stars because the Dallas Stars are a beatable team. Kari Lettinen, not good in net. And I think they have McKenna backing him up, who's been a career minor league goalie. Not very good. Colorado's going to be a tough game with the way the Avs are play, playing. They came off a huge win yesterday against Vegas. I can't say enough about Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog, and Miko Rantanen as a top line. You know, the Avs could really give the Flyers a run for their money. So I'm at least hoping the Flyers can get at least one point out of the Avs a game against the Avs. But listen, the, if the if the LA Kings can beat the Colorado the Colorado Avalanche seven to one, so can the Flyers. If you ask me, the Flyers I think are a better team than the LA Kings. But we'll see how it goes. The Flyers, you know, they have this inconsi- this inconsistency problem. And I'm worried about what Nathan McKinnon could potentially do to Peter Mrazek or Alex Lyon in net. Because Nathan McKinnon is a heart, should be a heart trophy finalist along with Claude Giroux. The Flyers, have, I think, have a little more depth than the ads do overall on their offense and defense. But it'll be an interesting game. And then that game against the Avs is your last game in March. And then you enter the last week of the season. And now a huge, huge, huge game is on Easter Sunday against the Bruins. That's going 
you know, if you lose against Dallas and lose against the Avs, you have to beat the Bruins straight up. And even and even if they do beat Dallas and Colorado, you have to beat the Bruins. That's a must win. And then depending how we'll see after this this next stretch of three games goes here, depends on how you play the game against the Islanders on on the third, and then the fifth of April against Carolina, and then the season finale on April seventh against the Rangers. Now these are all must-win games. I think Dave Haxtall has to go back. He has to take Brandon Manning out of the lineup. He is a liability to this team. He brings whatever defenseman is paired with him down a peg, and that's Rakagudis. And you need Rakagudis to be a good, smart player, and he's not when he's paired with Brandon Manning. You need to get Robert Haig back in the lineup. You know, I'm fine with Weiss at this point, or Laterra being in the lineup because Raffles hurt, but I would still like Lear over one of them in the lineup because he's just got the speed. He brings another element to that fourth line when he's in there that Laterra and and Weiss can't bring. And then the goaltending needs to straighten itself out. At this point, I'm waiting for Brian Elliott. Like, when is Elliott going to get back? Because Lyon's been good. He's been better than Morazic. Morazic hasn't been good since his third game. His first three games with the Flyers were fantastic. And ever since then, he's been the Peter Morazic from Detroit. Where you thought, okay, he's going to take this next step. And he just lets you down. Today was a step in the right direction. He played really well against the Pens. But honestly, I don't know who you start Tuesday night. It's a back-to-back. So you're probably going to see Lyon one night and Mrazek the next. Unless Dave Haxall tries to run a goalie in the ground like he always does. And then you play the same goalie back-to-back nights. I don't agree with that. I think you need to see one of them one night and the other the next. And this is going to be very, very crucial. You know, the, the odds are higher for the Flyers to make the playoffs than not. But they need to win, and they need to win in regulation. I mean, they can get away losing an OT against the Stars and the Avalanche because they're Western Conference teams. So it's not like you're giving a loser point to a team in your own conference or your own division. But come these games in April, after playing... The Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche are the last two teams the Flyers will play in the Western Conference. The last team that the Flyers play that isn't in their division is the Boston Bruins. And then your last three games of the year are all Metropolitan Division rivals. And I cannot stress the importance of them. I was hoping to come on today and be ecstatic and be happy and say, you know, this is a good, strong win for the Flyers. But that's not what happened. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Phil Kessel, Matt Murray, the Pittsburgh Penguins, their stars, their better play showed up. And they took this game in overtime. The Penguins could realistically catch the Caps to win this division. Because they're not that far behind now. They're only three points back. But they have they played 76 games. 
Capitals have played 75, so we'll see how that goes. But Matt Murray's back, and boy, did he look good as ever in net again. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have a really strong chance to 3 as Stanley Cup champions this year. I know that's going to suck for all us Flyers fans to hear and realize, but it's, it's just the truth. They could do it. But Matt Murray needs to stay healthy, and then we'll see what happens. So that's going to conclude this um, reactionary podcast episode of the Hockey Nerd News. I'll be recording another episode later this week, probably Wednesday or Thursday night, uh, just talking about more in-depth about what's happened since then and the playoff picture. And I'll go over a little bit more of what's going on in the rest of the league. So I hope you guys, again, let me know what you think. Comment, send me messages, text me, um, and I'll see you all later in the week. And you guys have a great Sunday, and everyone have a happy Monday.